Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he grabbed him behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yerzhinsky not only bangs in the Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Uh-huh. Rudin should help. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can catch that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Tanner the Fan, the Odyssey app. Show is flying. Show's flying. It's like Big John's in the house. Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4, also wherever you get your podcasts, including TannyTheFan.com and the Odyssey app. Just real quickly, because we had Big John on last week and we opened baseball cards. That night, I went through my little shoebox of baseball cards. I found mine as well. I haven't gone through them yet. I went through mine when I went home for Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I found some gems, boys. Of the old 80s, 90s card. Oh, of your personal stuff or the stuff we got from John? My my personal stuff. Some good ones in there. Because I found out we've been doing it with John for five years because I have four packs and I missed last year. Mm, Okay. I found... uh, a lot of NBA and NFL cards in my old binder that my parents had saved when they moved. But I did have a pretty good amount of baseball cards. I looked up some values of some. I didn't have anything of great value, though. Um, but it was cool to look through the old cards. And old, I, like, Oakland A's Mark McGuire. That's I haven't looked. Cool. I have, yeah, same. I had a couple of those. Yeah. I haven't looked at mine because that means I have to go to my mother's. And uh, I guess I am different than you two. And that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. So my mother is a wonderful woman. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. I don't, I don't know what to believe. That statement or the first statement? <laughs> They're all true. Mm, okay. All of them are true. They're not mutually exclusive. No, no, no. They 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 they, they are they are all true. Yeah. Um so I want to talk about some players, okay? Okay. I want to talk about some players. I want to talk about some people you think are either going to have great years, rough years, breakout years. I just want to, like, get the juices going, you know? And I'm going to start with this. The best player in baseball is Mike Trout. Correct. 
And this might be the best team Mike Trout's ever been a part of. Correct. Which is the saddest thing I've ever said when it comes to Mike Trout. Yeah, boy, have the Angels failed the best player in baseball, huh? Uh, I want to see if this guy can hit 340 with 45 bombs and 120 RBIs. I think I am literally on the Mike Trout wagon again to see if this guy can just keep doing what he does. And I know this sounds like a cop-out. Oh, yo, you want to watch Mike Trout? Oh, yeah, Mike Trout's really good. But no, Mike Trout is really good. I want to see if he's got it. I think this year Still. will be the first time that casual baseball fans see more of Mike Trout because the team appears to be better. Right. Like I said last segment, the still pitching staff is still good. a concern. Still not very good, but you know what I mean. But he now has a lineup around him that should hopefully protect him a little bit better and allow him to see even more at-bats with guys on base. You know, you'll see the gems in center field, of course, and you'll see his crazy violent ah, home run swing. But I hope that you get more cut-ins of Mike Trout, and I hope that you get more live games for the Angels this year because – you're getting Anthony Rendon too, and you got the Otani factor, and you know you, you got some young guys on the offense like David Fletcher, who came up last year, was very good. We both love him. Uh, yep, um, I think you're going to see a better version of Mike Trout this year, if that's even possible, because he finally has some more support. God, I hope it's possible. And my second thing, you know, and then I'll turn this over to you, Mike. My second thing is actually related to you, Michael Lynch. Okay, uh, my good friend, my old friend. Um, this, I feel like for a team that is getting the respect they deserve, I feel like the Yankees are flying a touch under the radar this year. I would probably agree with that. And I'm kind of interested to see how it goes. Now, the biggest knock is outside of Garrett Cole, what's your staff going to look like? Not that it's going to be bad. High ceiling, high risk. What's it going to look like? But I'm also interested, I want to see what Judge plays like. I want to stay healthy. I want to see if Stanton can play healthy. That dude's been lighting it up in spring training. I want to see extra years of Gio Urshela, you know, Glaber Torres. I want to see if Gary Sanchez can get himself out of a pile. Like I'm Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron Hicks, right? I want to see those guys. Clint Frazier, I hope he doesn't die in a train wreck, but massively survives a giant train wreck where a lot of people are injured. Um, you know, I, I think the Yankees are a very interesting thing. A lot of people are picking them because they don't watch baseball, and they're like, well, the Yankees are good. They're loaded. That's a holdup for me in the American League. There's a lot to be proven from this Yankee team, and it's intriguing to me. Well, we talked about it when we did the AL East a couple of weeks ago, that the American League is not exactly filled with great teams right now. Right, which so is funny because it's flipped. It used to be that way. And Massively over the last two years. So the Yankees, I think, by default, are the best team. And I would agree that they are the best team. Sure, yeah, you know, I'll go with you on that. Sure, White Sox could be up there, too. Maybe, uh, maybe the Astros or A's, whatever. Yeah, I'll or give the you Rays. the I would say the Yanks are the best team on paper in the American League. I do kind of agree with that, though, because just for me kind of stalking baseball writers and the comment sections on Twitter and stuff like that, the talk is the Dodgers. Obviously. The talk is the Padres. For good reasons on both of them. And frankly, the talk is the White Sox. Yep. That's yep. that's kind of the three big teams that are getting discussed early season. That's what everybody's talking about. And you are right that the Yankees are flying under the radar for as potentially good as they're going to be. And I think the key this year is health. 
If you can get it's been the biggest it's been the biggest fit of the last couple of years for the Yankees, without a doubt. And to be fair, it has begun again. Uh, Zach Burton's out for the first month or two of the season. Luke Voigt's out for the first month or two of the season. No, see, si Stopalo. He tore his meniscus. Great. Um, but if you can keep Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton in the same lineup for 120, 30 games this year, all of a sudden the scrappy bunch of young guys who had to fill in for all the injuries becomes the juggernaut offense you thought it was going to be. And you saw in the shortened season last year and in spring training, Stanton is getting back to Miami Stanton. Maybe not to 60, Mike Stanton. Right. To maybe, Mike Lynch Stanton. Maybe not 59 home runs again or whatever. Was it 59 that year? However many home runs he hit that season. Is yeah, MVP I think 59. Season. 58, 59. It's high 50s. But if you can imagine Judge and Stanton back to back in the lineup, both hitting 35 to 40 home runs, right? Reasonably. You got two guys hitting 50 home runs. That's a lot. I mean, I said 35, 40, but if you want to go up to 50, I would love well, I'm, that. I'm just saying between them, if one gets hot and gets extra and the other's yep. a little behind. Like... And I mean, you, you mentioned Frazier because you, you don't want him to succeed because the Indians traded him. But Frazier, I think, is about ready to finally hit that level that we all thought he was going to. The biggest thing for him is all mental. He has this he has this thing where he wants to feel accepted for who he is. He's got the yips, my friend. And early in his career, he felt like the Yankees didn't accept him because he was a little bit different. So he was struggling in the outfield, struggling yep. at the plate. Uh, he has they traded him because he sucks in the outfield. Well, he's actually become a decent outfielder now. I'm not going to say good, but decent. And he's got the confidence that he needs. Right. I've seen his videos. <clears throat> I've seen his interviews. That dude is cocky as hell right now. And because of that, I am super high on Clint Frazier this year. He's going to be hitting like eighth or ninth in the lineup. He's still going to hit like 280, 25 bombs, 60, 70 RBIs, something like that. And the Yanks will need that. They'll yep. need the Yankees. I think the Yankees are clearly loaded up top. It's all going to be the bottom of the order. Yep. It's Aaron Hicks. It's Clint Frazier. Well, Hicks is going to hit third. Oh, Hicks. Okay, so excuse me on that. Because of his on base. Oh, hey, excuse me on that. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. I think the bottom third is going to be Gio Sanchez and Clint Frazier. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be Sanchez and Clint Frazier. Can they come through and be big parts of that bottom of the lineup? Yep. Uh, let's slide over to let Let's just make some quick predictions. I know we're against the clock. Um, who do you like to have a big year that isn't Mookie Betts? Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis Jr., Francisco Lindor. Mm -hmm. Who do you like to have big years? I will throw Ronald Acuna Jr. in that as well. Bobby Dalback. <laughs> Did you say that on the air or in my ear? No. <laughs> I put it out there for the masses. I, could, I can't tell sometimes. Let's go, Bobby. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. Some A texter yelled at me because yep. I didn't mention him. Adley Rutschman. Okay. I think Adley Rutschman, when he comes up, is going to surprise a lot of people because that was one thing that guy could always do at Oregon State. And what he's been able to do in his first year and a half with the Orioles organization is hit. Mm -hmm. Adley Rutschman is an incredible hitter. We'll see how he is as a catcher, but I don't think the Orioles are worried about him as a catcher right now. Let's just see if he can hit. The production room just got real warm. Are you, are you Joe Maurer 2.0? Because right. that would be a huge hit. It would. Joe oh. Maurer was a phenomenal player. Honestly, I think Rutschman could be better hitting-wise than Maurer because he's got more power. And I really don't want to go through this again because of uh, Matt Wieters. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> to be Joe fair, Matt Wieters was good early in his career, though. We, we, this show loved Matt Wieters. So <laughs> At least I be, did. Be, 
Joe Mauer 2.0, I pray. Uh, I'm going to give a little love to this texter that texts us in. Uh, I think this could be the coming out party for Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto is on the cover of MLB 2K. Uh, He is getting the love as he deserves. Juan Soto is Bryce Harper who? Right. And that intrigues me. This national team intrigues me just in general. It's like, how do you survive post-World Series, post-Rendon, post-Harper, which they obviously won without Harper. But, you know, they had a rough year last year. It's COVID. Who knows? Juan Soto. This kid is super legit if he pulls it together. And I think he's my, of the non-sexy people we're talking about. Although I kind of think Soto's in that sexy range. Or he's on that border. He probably is. He probably is. But I'll cheat because my name is first on the show, and I will say Juan Soto. I'm also going to bring up, I mentioned it, Anthony Rendon. Had kind of a slow year in his first year in the big contract with the Angels, but Rendon is a special hitter, man. He's really really good. He really is. He's great at getting on base. He's a good fielder. The Nationals don't win that World Series without Anthony Rendon. I think Rendon's a sneaky MVP pick this season uh, in the American League just because of what he can do with the bat. I also, this is not a specific player, but one of those guys on the Blue Jays is finally going to have that OS year, whether it's Vlad Jr. or Bo Bichette or Kevin Biggio or Teoscar Hernandez. Oh, I love Teoscar. Or whoever, right? God, I love Teoscar. They got a bunch of young players that are that are like right there on the brink, right? Mm-hmm. And none of them have fully hit that like superstar status yet. I think one of them this year, maybe two of them, are going to finally hit that that spot. I don't know if George Springer coming in is going to help him, give him a little more protection in the lineup. He'll be it's, hitting leadoff. He's going to start on the IL. Yeah. Um, but I think one of those guys or two of those guys might finally hit that pop year. Lot to look forward to. Lot to look forward to. When we come back, I want to slide this again and keep keep on this trend of who might surprise you in terms of players. But I want to switch this to teams. Let's let's get rid of the White Sox, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and let's look at who could be the surprise team of the year. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Well, Jeff Passon just gave us a little bit of bomb here. Uh, Francisco Lindor and the New York Mets have agreed to a 10-year, $341 million deal. If you're following this, uh, they basically offered him 10 years, 325 his camp countered with 12 years, 385. Sounds like they are settling on 10 years, 341, which if my memory is I correct. You are correct. I, okay. If my memory is correct, that makes Francisco Lindor the third highest paid player in baseball. Mike Trout, number one. Trout, Mookie one. Betts, number two. Betts, two. Frankie, three. Tatis, four. Or, four. Uh, Harper, five. Harper, five. Machado, six. Stanton, six. Oh, Giancarlo. Garrett Cole, seven. Manny Machado, eight. I think everyone else is getting a better deal than that one. Sorry, Mike. I had to take a shot. Uh, but good for good for Frankie Lindor. I mean, obviously, if you listen they to the show. They did trade for the deal, so I guess <clears throat> that makes it a little bit better. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know that Francisco Lindor is my favorite player in baseball. Uh, I love that Pete Alonzo tweeted out the other day, pay the man $400 million. He deserves it. 
Um, 10 years, 341. Uh, Frankie has had a baller, baller preseason. I expect a huge year from him. Uh, good for him. Yep, good for him. Good for the Mets. Good for the Mets, too. It, wouldn't it have been the most Mets thing ever if he walked to trade for Frankie Lindor? And his deadline, by the way, was, I think, in 40 minutes. I think it was midnight tonight. He will not. He did this with the Indians. He will not negotiate in the season because he loves baseball so much that he wants to focus on baseball. And he said the deadline was tonight, and it's the final year of his deal. And if the Mets didn't give him what he wanted, he, I think Lindor could have held it against him and been like, look, you guys had a chance and you didn't do it. Yeah. And they they bucked up and got it done. That's Frankie Lindor, man. It would He's have been good... so typical Mets if they messed this up. I, I agree. I agree. Steve Cohen went to Twitter to try to, like, battle about it on Twitter. Like, come on, dude. Like, be happy that you own the Mets and be happy that you have Frankie Lindor, especially because the prospects you sent us are garbage. So thank you. <laughs> and uh, good for Frankie. He deserves it. I don't, you know, you look at these things. Is Mike Trout the best player in baseball? Yes. Is Mookie Betts the second best player in baseball? Yes. After that, I don't know where it really starts. Lindor is in that conversation. I don't know if he's the third best player in baseball. But when you look at the guys behind him, Fernando Tatis, Garrett Cole, Bryce Harper, like those names are of the upper echelon. So good for Frankie. I'm happy for you. I will probably buy a Mets number 12 Lindor t-shirt jersey. Not a real one, just a t-shirt. Well, they're bringing the black back, apparently. I don't care. Well, I'm not a Mets fan. I, I say that because... Wait, am I a Mets fan? They have my favorite player and my favorite pitcher maybe. on their team. Well, you said you were about to let go of the Indians fandom, so... Nah, they, they Especially because Terry in. Francona, you know... Tito's still around. Well, but, you know, he hid Mickey Calloway's issues. Not confirmed. Yeah, well, you know he did, though. I got the reigning Cy Young winner. Because he's old school. You know, we got six Cy Young since 2010. I asked because if you're going to get a jersey or a shirt. The black is a pretty cool look for the Mets. Would you get a black Lindor shirt jersey? No. Jersey. Nope. You'd go blue? I get the blue. Okay. I get the blue. I want the blue and the orange. Um, Frankie's hair is blue and orange. I'm a Frankie kid. Uh, we, were talking about, uh, we were talking about players you want to watch and how they succeed. And I want to switch this over to teams just as we're basically just we're basically screwing around on this show, right? I hope the bosses aren't listening because we are basically screwing around right now. Are we? I think we've got a lot of positive energy today and we're just kind of flowing. We're following the waves, man. This has nothing to do with energy, man. This has everything to do with like, we don't care. We're just doing whatever the hell we want to do. Well, baseball starts tomorrow. <laughs> hell and, yeah, man. And I want to kind of give, I want to kind of give a second to some teams that we want to look at. Teams that might excite you that you don't expect. So here's the teams that are not allowed in this conversation, as we did with players. No Yankees, no Braves, no Dodgers, no Padres, no White Sox, and no Astros because they're a bunch of cheaters and nobody likes them. Okay. And you're asking me teams I'm excited about or teams I think will surprise? Teams that you think will surprise that you will you will catch that game that it might be like you look at it and you go, oh, man. Flaherty versus Castillo, Cardinals, Reds. No, 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 no. I'm going to skip that game to watch because I want to see this team. No, I mean, that, that was a bad example because that might be one of the teams, but... <laughs> right. But that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, who is a team that you might skip watching the ESPN, 
MLB TV, Fox Sports marquee matchup because you're like, oh, this one excites me a little more. Well, I'm going to start with the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they're just going to be a fun team to watch this year. They were fun last year, and we get a full season of these guys. All the White Sox maybe a couple years ago? Yeah, I'm curious to see if Ryu can do it again because he was really good last year in his first year there, and they gave him big bucks to do it. And I, like I said last segment, I think a couple of those young guys are going to finally get that that star-level season under their belt. So I'd say probably the Blue Jays to start. Honestly, there's not a ton of teams that I think are going to be surprises this year. I think it's a little top-heavy. I think it's very top-heavy. I think a lot of the middling teams are going to be middling. You know, I think the Marlins will probably be better than people think, but they're not going to be great by, by any measure. I think the Royals will be better than some people think, but they're not going to be great. <clears throat> the Orioles, I think, will be better. The same example, right? Those three teams, I think, will outperform expectations, but they're not going to be surprise teams. So I think, honestly, it's it's the Blue Jays, and that's kind of it. Like, I think that's the potential surprise team because they're right on that border of, of entering the playoff conversation on a yearly basis. Everyone else is kind of either there or not, and there's really no in-between. Yeah, I you know, I'm interested in the Rays bounce back, you know, losing Blake Snell, but the rest of the team is, for the most part, intact. I'm really interested in Glass now and his extra pitches. Obviously, I spoke about the Mets. I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. I'm interested to see if the Angel, if the Athletics, uh, if the A's can can do the A's thing. Some fun things that I'm actually kind of interested in. I'm interested in the Brewers. I want to see they have guys on the offense. Now they clearly have this. It's almost like an Oakland thing with their pitching staff of just look at the metrics. Woodruff should be a reliever, but he's had some success as a starter. You know, they're playing the Twins. I think the Twins are another thing. They both got former players who are young managers in Baldelli for the Brewers and or Baldelli for the Twins and Council for the Brewers. Although Council's been there for like seven years. Now. Right, but, but I'm interested to see how how they progress in that. And 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 I'm interested in the Nationals. So I, I would say Brewers Twins just to see, just to see, and the Nationals as well. Well, I think the NL East is the most <clears throat> interesting division. Oh, without a doubt. So, I mean, you could say all five of those teams, when they play each other, will have interesting games. Yeah, the Phillies will finish last, despite being maybe the best team on paper. <laughs> they won't finish last, but <laughs> <clears throat> it'll still be the Marlins coming up in the rear because skill-wise, they're still down there. But I don't know, man. Lots of young guys are going to be coming up this year. I don't know, them. man. I don't know. And so... Braves-Mets 1-2. <clears throat> Phillies-Nats 3-4. In some order. And then Marlins five. Uh, who's going to surprise you real quick before we get into fantasy and then we wrap up the show in the last half hour? Who do you think is going to be a su- the surprising bad team of the year? So we know the Red Sox are going to be bad. The Orioles, no offense, Joe, you're building. Those who are not poo-pooing on you, they're building. Uh, the Pirates obviously are terrible. Diamondbacks are going to be Rockies. terrible. Rockies are going to be terrible. Rangers, Royals. Which of these teams that should make a little noise do you think might actually be worse than you actually think? Well, I do think the Red Sox, for a lot of people, will be a surprising bad team. I think the three of us kind of see it coming, but I still think— Maybe the rest don't. I think the rest still think—not that they're going to be a playoff team. They know that. 
But I think the rest don't see them as a bottom feeder, and I'm not so sure the Red Sox are going to be better than a bottom feeder this year. They were bad last year. Um, I think the surprise team that could be bad is the Cubs. I love that call. I think it's the Cubs. I love that call. I think the Cubs are such hot garbage, and no one's talking about them. Kyle Hendricks is going to pitch on your opening day. Good for you. Kyle Hendricks was great five years ago when they won a World Series in 2016 and he won the Cy Young. Congratulations. You're not re-signing Anthony Rizzo. Baez is going to walk at the end of the year. Castillo's going to walk in two years. You know you have a problem when your closer is still Craig Kimbrell? And you owe him like 25 a year. I mean, that that's the, the, the weird thing about this is when you look at the lineup, you're like, man, that's still a good lineup, right? Contreras and Rizzo and Brian and Baez, et cetera. And you got Jock Peterson this year. But what have you done for me lately, Cubs? All of those players. Baez was good last year. What have you done for me lately? He swings at everything. I mean, and the staff is a joke. It Staff's an is. absolute joke. Hendricks, well, Hendricks who, says your race, okay. He, who's he there? Had a, he had a low ERA Le- Lester's in Washington. Quintana's in Anaheim. Yep. Um, they sent... Uh, you got Marietta. They sent Darvish to, to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Right now, their staff is Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, Jake Arietta, Trevor Williams, and a guy you'd never heard of. So you got Hendricks, who has been your guy, Davies, who you got in the Darvish trade, Arietta, who you got off the scrap heap, and Trevor Williams, who is from the Pirates. I don't know if they traded for him or got him off the scrap heap. Scrap heap. That is a really, really mediocre pitching staff. And your bullpen is not much better. I am going to. Their bullpen has always been an issue, even when they won a World Series. I'm going to one-up you, and I'm going to, like, take a stab at a team that people think will be decent. Uh, I think the Phillies are going to be bad. You mentioned it, yeah. I think think outside of Aaron Nola, I think this team is really going to struggle pitching-wise. And Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper, but we've seen him a year and a half. You know, I count the COVID year as a half. He seems complacent. You know, I, I've been on the record. Contract I've and... been on the record on this show. I don't love Bryce Harper. I've never loved Bryce Harper. I find him complacent. I guess looking at the team, you're right. They got real Muto, don't forget. They, they got him back, but they got him back on a short-year deal because I think he knows. Was He's it a like, shorter deal? Yeah, it's like a five-year deal. Well, it's not super short. For a catcher, that's pretty good length. Yeah, but he can go to first base if he can still hit. I think this team, I like Girardi as a manager. I've always liked Girardi as a manager. I liked Gabe Kapler as a manager before Girardi. I just think this team is full. Now with the Giants. I just think this team is full of a bunch of players that aren't as good as the name on the back of their jersey. Understood. And I can see that being the case, especially now that they're in a division that is incredibly difficult. The Cubs make sense because they just don't have the guys. The Phillies should be decent, and I just think they're going to be garbage. I think they're going to finish dead last in that division, and I don't think it's going to be close. You think the Marlins are going to finish in fourth? Without a doubt. Hmm. I don't even know if the Marlins are going to finish in fourth. The Mets have a lot of holes. I mean, sure, but... The Nationals have a lot of holes. Yes, True. I think the Mets are a surefire top two team in that division we'll right see. now. We'll see. Well, they got Frankie. Because they got a bunch of guys on offense who were good last year. 
And you brought the in Mets? The, yeah. Well, yeah, you they brought got Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Conforto. Dominic Smith had a great Dominic year Smith. last year. Yeah. And you brought in James Mechanic Catcher, who. Yep. Great signing for them. That is, that's one of those signings that. Again, we've, we've been talking about casual versus diehard today. Everyone thought they were going to go Rio Muto, and they got McCann on the nope. cheap, and he might be the same player. Nobody knows who McCann is. Right. But last, well, two years ago, McCann was the best hitting catcher in baseball. He had like 310. Surprised the White Sox didn't keep him. Last year, he went, he dropped back a little bit in regression. He's good. And you've got DeGrom and Stroman and Carrasco, and eventually Syndergaard's going to come back. And you know how I feel about Marcus Stroman this year. This is a yes. big year for Marcus I took Stroman. I from you in one of our leagues. You should have. And I saw that, and I was really mad. <laughs> and I said, oh, you're stealing my draft picks. Got it. No, you said I love that pick. Because I like you. If it was anybody else, I would have been like, F you, no, middle it, finger emojis. You said I was stealing your draft picks for Trent Grisham. Oh, yeah. Which I did steal your Because you listen to me, and my drafts have been better than yours. <laughs> Speaking of drafts, that's what we'll do next. Let's get into a little fantasy baseball. We'll touch on it. I don't want to do it a whole lot throughout the entire season, but I do want to touch on it a little bit because baseball is the ultimate fantasy sport. So we'll get into that. This is the hot corner. But first, that's my man, Joseph Fisher the third with sports. Fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot! And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamental. In the middle of the season? This is the Fantasy Grind. Part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Just want to give a shout out. I was here at uh, 445 this morning uh, filling in for Jason Swigard, if you've ever heard of him, uh, to do my favorite show. And that includes my show. My favorite show here on 10 of the Fam. That would be Dirt and Sprague in the morning. They've moved to 6 to 9, which broke my heart. I felt like I got divorced from my favorite lover of all time. Uh, Brandon Sprague wants us to, uh, he texted in 503-250-1080. He wants us to talk to Braves. Hey. Look, man, we're here to talk Go about to teams. sleep, Sprague. You got to wake up in two yeah, hours. Yeah, you got to wake <laughs> up, and we're here to talk about things you don't expect. We expect your team to be great. The Braves are winning the NL East. And you I happy? Did, I did say that the Braves and Phillies game was the, the most intriguing to me tomorrow. I'm a guy who, like, wagered my fantasy life on Mike Fultonavich. That's like, Christopher Walken right Like, there. what do you want from me, dude? Isn't he not on the Braves anymore? No, he's on the Rangers. <laughs> like, Sprague, I got your back, buddy. I want the Braves to get to a World Series like no one's business. We both I have, love that team. We both have Max Fried in a different fantasy league. I love the Braves so much. I picked them to go to the World Series last year and the year before. And you're going to do it again this year? And I'm going to do it again this year. Even though the Dodgers are going to win 130 right. games? I'm going to triple down on this because I love <laughs> the Braves. I love their pitching staff. I love their infield. They got Freddie Freeman, the most underrated player in the game, next to Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, who happen to play on the same team. Uh, I love Freddie Freeman. I love Max Fried. Soroka's back. I'm all in on the Braves. The Braves are I'm one of the always three in on the Braves. best teams in the National League. I'm always in on the Braves right now. I love this squad. They're so much fun. Now, go to, now go to sleep. All right. Now go to bed, all right? 
Blazers played at four, dude. Get yeah, some you good can sleep it. You can get advantage of that. Just a little NBA note. Andre Drummond already limping back to the locker room for the Lakers. Shocker, I tell you. Shocker. And he wears like these sleeves on his toes. Like they're like toe socks. It was very interesting to see. <laughs> I'm just joking. Toe socks. Uh, like they might just be like bandages, but they were like his big toe and the long toe next to it. I don't know what you call it, but. The index toe? Yes. Well when, your, toe. well, when your big toe is the size of my left arm, <laughs> I get it, dude. It's Sometimes little, it hurts. They're like little toe socks. Are the Lakers winning? No. No. They're okay, not. good. All right. Back to fantasy. Sorry. All right. All right. Let's get a little bit of fantasy in. Mike, you and I have both had drafts. And like I said, I don't want to do a ton of... Both of us are only in two leagues and we're in the same league. Yes. I don't want to do a ton of fantasy throughout the season. I don't want to do it every week. But it is nice to kind of check in on it. What has... What has... Has there been... Not not the league specifically that you're in. But have there been players that you have seen that have gone higher than you anticipated or steals you've gotten later? Wow, that's a tough question. Uh, Steals I've gotten later, yes. I've been targeting the Oregon State guys later. Nick Madrigal, as well as Adley Rutschman. Yep. Um, Rutschman, because he's in the minors to start, is a guy that is stealable because not everybody knows who he is yet. Although when you're drafting with people who are from the state of Oregon, they do know who he is. Uh, also, Kalenic uh, was a guy that I got late in one round and was trying to get in a different one because you know he's going to come up in a couple of weeks. So I think See those are guys got. that I would consider as steals. Um, but I, I think Nick Madrigal is a guy that, especially in a rotisserie league, when so many guys now are swinging for the fences and the guys who fill up those stats that don't hit average, you need a Nick Madrigal who's going to get on base three times a game and hit like 330. So I think that's a guy late that you can get that that fills that role that you need in your fantasy team for sure. Another thing I was surprised about is both Otani pitcher and Otani batter are going lower than I expected. I was really surprised by that as well. The pitcher one doesn't surprise me that much. The hitter one with how great his spring training has been did surprise me. You got him like third to last round. Yeah, and and I got him in 22nd round. I was about to pick him and you took him and I was like, no, damn it. I just saw him and I was like, well, why not? Why not? My biggest thing for me, um, I was surprised that it fell to me in one in one of our leagues, and I jumped on it because I'm really high on this player. I think this player might be non not talking fantasy. I think this player might be the sneaky National League most valuable player. And it's hard to say sneaky because he is the World Series MVP, and that's Corey Seager. I snagged him in the third round, and I was shocked that he was there. He he had the Tommy John, which is weird for a shortstop. I was really surprised that he was there. I think Corey Seager might be, outside of Mookie Betts, the best player on the Dodgers not named Walker Bueller. I know I just named two guys, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I think Corey Seager is the engine that runs that offense. Mookie Betts is the guy. You know what you're getting. It's like Trout. Set, go. Corey Seager, I think, is ready to explode, and that's my guy. And the other thing is, is Matt Chapman goes so late in these drafts. and well, that had is, a little bit of a down year last year. But it's a COVID year. That's the silliest thing. Third base is a really hard 
position to draft in fantasy. And Matt Chapman, it, for my money, is the best in the game. One guy, and we had someone text in, he, it's his predicted breakout year. I'm very uncertain what to think about Mike Yastrzemski on the Giants. So Yastrzemski is only <clears throat> in, what, is this the second year, third year now? Third year, I believe. I think he's already 31 or 32, so he came up very late. And a, the Giants are a team that in the last few years have had no offense to speak of. So that's a guy that I saw going fairly high or at least was sitting at the top of my best available board for multiple rounds, and I was like, I'm not touching this dude. I don't know what to think about him. Maybe that's a huge mistake that I didn't commit to get Yaz, but I I don't know. <clears throat> also another guy that was high up on the best available board that I kept skipping was Brandon Lau on the Rays. Yeah. Uh, Lau <clears throat> is a guy who has a lot of power potential, but I need him to prove it to me more. Last year, especially in the playoffs, dude, he was garbage in the playoffs last year for the Rays. <clears throat> so it's one of those things where the potential pushes him up the list, but I'm not I'm not sold on him being a guy that I'm going to take in the fourth or fifth round. And that's where his average draft position was, was like fourth and fifth round or sixth round. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking Brandon Lau up here. I know he has positional availability yeah, in multiple which spots. Which I love. You know me as a fantasy player. I love positional choice. I always love that until I get into the season and the guy that I drafted for those positions isn't very good. And then I stop loving it. I had Mike Carpenter on my team for a decade. I have Chris Taylor this year who's going to start every day but at a different position. So that's kind of my go at that. Um, other guys, I'm curious to see like uh, a couple of those young Pirates players. I know they got Cabrian Hayes is supposed to be really, really good, but I think came up for a little bit last year and didn't fully hit that stride. I saw him going lower than I expected. That was a guy that I was like kind of keeping an eye on, like, oh, he's a highly rated prospect, and I thought he would go higher, but he didn't. Um, I also saw guys like Eric Hosmer going a lot lower than I thought. Oh, really? Because I thought he was going higher than I thought. I think because of the lineup that he's in, and because we know he's still a solid hitter. He has a chance at a lot of RBIs. And runs scored. Yeah. I think I was surprised based on first base being such a top-heavy position, how low down the list he was on first base. I think I got him in one league, not both leagues. But I was like, you know what? If I can get a guy who hits 270 and he's in one of the best lineups in baseball at first base when I've missed out on the top guys, I could do a lot worse than that. So I think that's a guy, too, that I was seeing. At least to me, I thought he was going lower. A guy I'm very high on this year is, is Joe's Orioles, Ryan Mountcastle. I, I was really surprised by how good he was last year, and I love his name. <laughs> Mountcastle. <laughs> well, and infield and outfield always helps as well. My, my last thing, because I know we're way, way, way across it, but I'll just say this real quick. My... My thing is, is so I was never in the running for a Walker Bueller, a Trevor Bauer, a Clayton I. Kershaw. You know, those guys are usually keepers. Kershaw showed up in our dynasty league, but I took Ozuna instead because I needed a bat. Outside of those three, the rest of the Dodger starters are really hard for me to get on board with because I just don't know who's going to start and because it's the Dodgers and because it's Dave Roberts mm -hmm. lots of rotations going to happen sound, it sounds like it's going to be Urias in and out of the bullpen it sounds like it's going to be Urias and May and Gonsolin and Price are going to be in the bullpen but I just don't like that come July August that nope. scares the bejesus out you of me need innings and I love Urias I mean he's obviously was a World Series hero for the Dodgers 
and Gonsolin as well to an extent and May to an extent. But outside of that one, two, three, that four five position, that's going to be up for grabs potentially to game seven of the World Series. And that in fantasy scares the bejesus of me. I'm out. Well, Unless you have Walker Bueller. I'm out. A lot of the Dodgers hitters are the same way because he has so many guys that can play all the positions that you rotate in. Unless you have Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, run for the hills. Right. Cody Bellinger, I guess. Maybe Muncy. Will Smith. Um, Run for the hills. Even even Will Smith, run for the hills. I almost drafted him, and I was reading some blurbs about him. He's going to split. He's going to split. I grabbed Gavin Lux, and I'm like, eh. He might play a little bit. Eh, we'll see. One guy. I know we have to break Joe. One guy. I'm very curious about. I think I got him in both leagues. Is the airbender himself, Devin Williams? Ah, uh, yeah. Dude was unhittable last year, but it's not the closer. So if you're in a league with holds, go get Devin Williams because he's probably going to have like a sub one ERA. Right. Um, but I got him in a league that has holds and that doesn't. So I'm hoping his ERA is going to be really beneficial to me in that. Or maybe he sneaks that closer job away from Josh Hader if he struggles a little bit early. Or if he gets traded. True. Dude, watching that guy pitch is insane. Yep. yep. I've seen all the clips. He's unhittable. He's unhittable. All right. The music ran out. That means we got to go. All right. That's Why? Fan- that's the fantasy grind. Uh, we might come back with that in a couple weeks, couple months. We'll see. It just depends on whenever anything shakes up. I don't want to do it every single week. Like we said, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Hot corner to the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. All right, this basically wraps it up for us. Opening days tomorrow, baby. We are ready. We are ready. Thank you, Travis. Like, I wish you and yours the best. 10 a.m. ESPN, Blue Jays, Yankees. There's four games on ESPN tomorrow. Correct. You got Blue Jays, Yankees. You have a lot of players. Um, what's the second game? I don't know. The remember. second game, I believe, is Braves Phillies. Uh nope. It no, is it's Dodgers, Dodgers Rockies. Rockies. Bittersweet no. night for us. Um, oh, Rob. You then uh, have Mets Nats and then Astros A's. Yep, that's what it is. It's a good little Corey. day on SP um, You know I love Corey Seager. You, you, know love our fan. you know I love the buzzies. They're not touching the base. <laughs> um so yeah. This is us tomorrow. And I think MLB Network has... Oh, what do they have? Well, I don't know if they have any games tomorrow. I think tomorrow's It didn't show up on my app what they have. Well, you got the remote. You could probably look. I don't know if they have games tomorrow. Um, What is uh, Colorado Rockies? Because I think ESPN exclusively has the games tomorrow. And then Friday and stuff. And then Friday, there's like three games. Mariners are on Friday. There's Mariners six, six games on Friday. Mariners yeah. Giants are on Friday. I'm gonna pull it up because I, I, I know they have games. You know, I almost me and my buddy almost bought tickets to the Mariner game tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Do they was, have they have limited schedule? Yet? I was I, I was having a beer before we came to the show. And they were playing the Giants, and we almost bought left field bleacher tickets. Getting higgy with it to tomorrow. We almost just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's go. I was gonna. I was gonna call. I was gonna text you and say we're gonna record the hot corner at eleven thirty. No, nope. sorry, beers on us at eleven thirty. And I would have yelled at you because it's middle of the Yankees game. And then I was going to leave that and go straight to the Mariner game. 
Instead, oh. we're going to go see Mariners Cleveland in May. The home run Stroka. Good old, good old John Sterling. So far, it looks like there it is. First game is on Friday on MLB Network. It is Diamondbacks Padres at four. Oh, gross. All right, real quick, Mike. Okay. How many wins is your team going to win this year? 94. 94. Joe, how many team how many wins is your team going to win this year? 81. 81. How many teams is how many games is my team going to win this year? 6. That'll do it for us. This is the Hot Corner. We're back every single Wednesday. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. You got to be in to do it. Doesn't have a huge load either. My team is being ravaged so hard. I just get off at weird times. Who doesn't like a good rubby action? A half hour later, it's still in your mouth. It's hard to get down the throat. I'm really leaning on the V. The seven foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. That's a lot of time spending on your knees. I love Tommy Glavin's junk. I am so excited to slurp up my favorite pitcher in baseball. So I'm just going to put my mouth under the nozzle and just pull. You got to just gotta clench your fist real tight and make sure it's popping out and you just bam! 